Jones, 30, 35, 40, east of midfield, and then every kick. The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 28th episode of the podcast on April 18th, 2013. Oh boy, we're into April. The NCAA March Madness Tournament is over. And now we're getting to some of the good stuff. You know, the playoffs for basketball are set. Hockey will soon be set with its playoffs. And the NFL draft is coming up. We've got some good things to talk about. Let's first start. Your birthday was yesterday. How was that? Yeah, um, well, it's usually, you know, Wednesdays, I kind of have a long day. Um, I, I don't really start that early in class, but it's kind of spread out over the whole day and then I at the end I kind of have like a well I mean what a lot of people would relate to like a grad school class one of those long ones Mm -hmm. um you know I think it's two hours and 45 minutes or something and um close to what mine were like yeah yeah, exactly starts around uh five o'clock and so you know not getting out of there till 7 45 and so it's kind of a later dinner but Mm -hmm. um you know I didn't eat lunch the other day so I was like hey Olive Garden, you know, because uh, it's filling and yeah. it's good. Um, so the soup we, salad, so got, breadsticks combo there. Or? Oh yeah, yeah. I got got together with the family and uh, got to go out to eat. And like the funniest thing, like I don't know, have you ever been offered by them? Um, do you want like a dipping sauce with your breadsticks? I have I, not had that offered to me. I think they're time, great on their own, but yeah, I mean, first time. This this guy's like, do you do you want some kind of sauce with this? And I look over at my sister, and her eyes lit up, <laughs> like hmm. like she was so excited about it. And I was just like, well, we've never been given the option before, so we're kind of caught off guard. Um, but so we got some marinara sauce with it, and you know it was pretty good. You know they, they are they're great on their own. Um, you know as uh, what Lois Griffin would say on uh, <laughs> Family Guy, oh. me like he breads. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> No, no, uh, you're they, a big girl now. Yeah, so, you know, it was really nice. Um, and then, like, you know, you see, like, 20 people you know there. So. Yeah. Um, and then, get you know, got to come home and have some uh, Oreo. Uh, I, I put a picture up on Facebook. It's like an it's Oreo about, yeah. cookie uh, um, ice cream cake kind it of thing. Look good. And then uh, they, I, I think they did, like, seven candles because it was supposed to be, like, big two five. So, you know, a quarter of a century... Yep. There you go. And um, I got some new shoes. So I was like pumped about that because I really needed some other ones. I've been nice. wearing running shoes everywhere. So Very it was good. Cool. It was Excellent. a good birthday. I'm glad you had a good one. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the week, um, you know, this would be a top story, but there's really no other way we could, you know, spin it, you know, to predict and all that. So and we've got to mention the outside. I mean, unfortunately, the. The terrible circumstances at the Boston Marathon with the the two bombs that went off, um, you know, obviously just an awful circumstance. And you know, the city of Boston has really pulled together, really shown, you know, their spirit. And if you saw the video of you know the Bruins when they had that first game, because they had a game that night on Monday night and it was canceled, 
And then last night they played the Sabres, and you know when the whole stadium you know, you know sings the national anthem, like that's it gives you chills. You know if, if you're an American and you you see that. Um, yeah. Of course, there should you know, there be are, video up somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See it. I mean, there are conspiracy theories going about and talking about how the media covers this, but not you know Middle Eastern bombings. I mean, it it just happens rarely. You know, yeah. to that kind of you know, extent, that kind of calculated attack, and uh, I know it was just awful. I mean, you had a, a more you know closer to home situation. I know. Yeah, I, it, and it was it was pretty scary because um, you know, I I really I was in class, so I didn't really hear about it until a little bit later in the afternoon. Um, but you know, I kept getting I I noticed there were all these texts on my phone, and um, I checked and. You know, found out about what happened. I was I was really scared because my my sister usually um, she works for Josh the Jocelyn Diabetes Center up there in Boston, and so she does a lot of charity work uh, specifically with the marathon. Like that's how they raise a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so she puts together a, a team each year that you know works on that. And so you know she's got a lot of people coming in for the marathon who are running in it, you know, raising money for Josh, Jocelyn Diabetes. And, um, so, you know, it was just really scary to know that, you know, like she's up there working on this stuff and then her friends are involved with it and everything. But, you know, good news is they were all fine. All the, all the people that came into town that, you know, she knew were fine. You know, uh, all, you know, if you're a runner, you know, pretty much everyone's fine. I know there was a guy that that got knocked over when he was running, but, you know, it was the people sitting in the you know, watching the race, mm-hmm. and usually those are the people who have a lot to do with the charity that goes yeah. along with this. And so that's the, I mean, that's one of the worst things is that these people come in with their families, and uh, I mean, those are the people that got hurt. Wow. So. Well, thank goodness they're okay. I mean, mm-hmm. the FBI put out the word today that they're looking for two suspects and looking for any information like they, you know, got mm-hmm. you know stuff on video, and you know, just having the video that's, you know, captured by citizens is, is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, a similar kind of situation, not, you can't really similar, but I'm thinking more in terms of people running a camera on their phone or what have you. And then some sort of explosion happens, What just happened yeah. in Texas. Oh um, yeah. You know, recently, you know, today or yesterday, whatever it was with the, the fertilizer plant. Fertilizer plant. Yeah. And there was a fire there and yeah, fertilizer's flammable and you yes, know, whatever, very... you know, you know, was it diesel or gas like they have running in there? Like it's a bad situation. So there's you know a video floating out there, a viral video that already clearly passed a million views. Um, that you actually get to see someone's account of the explosion from a distance. And yeah, oh, it's it's. it's I crazy. mean, the, the really lucky thing is that there was a, there's a school really close to there. So mm. I think the one of the best things is that it wasn't in session when that happened. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are, what, 80 homes or something destroyed? Yeah. It was just... Um, and I think they, there was some kind of related thing. I mean, not related, but, like, similar thing that happened, like, a long time ago near Texas. There was a ship that was full of fertilizer and it exploded. Mm. Um, but uh, it's just uh, a lot of sad things happening. I mean, you know, not related. None, of, You know, none of those things are related in the... Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. Stinks. I mean, it's just yeah. It's just been a big story. I mean, and especially when you know it's a sports event, especially for the the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon and the the bombings there. 
you know, ESPN and ESPN2, like, they spent a long time covering, like, simultaneous coverage on both their channels, and that was... Well, I mean, it is kind of, you know, it's one thing that it's forcing a lot of, you know, big events, especially, you know, I mean, because a lot of sporting events are huge. They're just, Mm, there's lots of people and stuff. It's making them relook their, like, all their security things, um, you know, how they do their, how they run their events, in a way. I mean, because they, they were just talking about the other day, like, they're talking about the NASCAR events, um, the other marathons, the, like, the one in Oklahoma City. I know on uh, sports radio here, it was a point that, you know, Michigan Stadium, the big house, I mean, mm-hmm. you have over 100,000 people there. They have the Winter Classic that's going to be coming up where they're going to, you know, break an NHL record for how many people watching yeah. a game live there. Um, yeah, it's, it's shocking. And then you have, you know, people... Like when there's like lightning storms in you know football stadiums, and then people freak out, and there's just like a massive amount of people. I, it's it's a dangerous time in the world. Yeah, it, it really is. And um, you know, the the one advantage I think the one advantage we have with like coliseums and stadiums is that it's a little easier to you know check what's going into the stadium. Right. I mean, you know, there's still some things that could get in there that probably shouldn't be, but it's a little easier. The, the problem they run into with these races is that you have to cover so much ground. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it's really hard to just have people on the lookout everywhere. Security, it's almost impossible. But I think the thing that they're going to luck out with with this, the, what happened in Boston, is that there's so many cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, not 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 just a. That's not even including just people on their phones and what they can, you know, take pictures and all that kind of stuff. But there's just cameras in every store. There's so I mean I that I think that's kind of a good thing. It'll it'll definitely make the investigation easier for them. Right. So. Well, let's get to the red zone. You know, our three biggest sports stories from the past couple of weeks, and we've got some pretty big ones. But let's try to you know get through them pretty quickly, not spend too much time on them. First of all, you know, the March Madness uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament is over. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the women's one too. Technically, you know, Connecticut won that one, so that's yep. I think eight titles for Gino Ariema. <sighs> That's that's impressive. Is that like tied with Pat Summit? I, I think. think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the men's tournament, though, I got to give you your props. You picked Louisville in your you know Final Four and champion. You're know, coming into the tournament, and you were correct there. So I I you know I I really do think that like there's something to it's going to change a little bit because you know the Big East is getting reorganized and it's going to be right, completely right. different. But like. The American just, Athletic Conference. Yeah, you know, like I, I just had luck in the past with you know Big East champion winners, like those kind of like I always looked a really because I they were tested, you know, they're really tested in the tournaments. So I think that's how I kind of uh, picked. And even now, like if you're looking at the Big Ten, it's kind of becoming a little more like the like what the Big East was. You know, it's yeah. um, you're getting all these teams with great recruiting classes each year, and they're just really you know tough teams sturdy teams and I, I think that whoever comes out of that tournament each year that's going to i mean it's really hard not to put them in the final four um, yeah so i mean you know i what ohio state came close so they did uh, yep absolutely. i think it's another thing is it's how well you're playing at the end of the year I mean, that's usually how it is. All usually, but it sure wasn't for Michigan because <laughs> they stumbled into the tournament fifth in the Big Ten for the seedings for the, that tournament. They lost a nail-biter to Indiana, and they were coming in you know, pretty slow. And then, you know, we talked about it last episode, you know, mm-hmm. put Mitch McGarry in there, and their fortunes turned around. 
yeah, yeah we that, both do, that bench played amazing. Yeah, we both had Michigan beating Syracuse, and then Louisville beating Wichita State, and then Louisville beating Michigan. So we were correct there, but uh, that was only you know with the hindsight of knowing what the final four actually was. Yeah. <laughs> The the actual game itself, the the championship game, great great first half. Uh, yeah. You know, he had Spike Albrecht, the backup point guard from Michigan. You know, after Trey Burke picked up a couple fouls, and the second one, really chintzy foul, like should not have been mm-hmm. called. The yeah. officiating was pretty sketchy on both teams. Uh, granted, mm-hmm. you know, Michigan did get more of the favor of the number of calls at the end of the game, and with their free throws and all, they they just didn't have the presence inside in the second half. Like that was. Pretty obvious, yeah. but they were in control. And then you had a uh, you know a sh- shooter for Louisville, and yeah. uh, what's his name? Han oh, Hancock, name? Luke Hancock. Yeah, the, um, the guy who stepped up in the game before. Yeah, and he he knocks down four three pointers in about a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, it really and changed that. That changed the game. Like, you know, brought it close, and it was a one point lead for the Maize and Blue at halftime, and. Yeah, they just they just lost the interior presence and you know offensive rebounding, just rebounding in general. But like that was their downfall coming in to the tournament, and they just ran into a more talented, more motivated team. Yeah, I mean, um, I really, as far as like you know, just the game wins. Um, I thought it was just a really well played game by by both teams. Like, I mean. I don't know. It, I feel like it's been a while since I've been that entertained by a championship game. Right. Um, I mean, I guess the really hot shooting had something to do with it because, I mean, that was insane. That Both was those guys were just knocking down everything. Um, yeah, we were yeah, texting was... each other back and forth. And it's like, from the parking lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the other thing. That kid was, it was like if you weren't guarding him, and he was open. It didn't really matter where he was. He was going to shoot the ball. Some of the tweets from sports radio personalities here were fantastic. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so and so just called. I don't know. John Beeline just called me. Like he told he told Trey Burke to get off the bench. Just like he's no longer <laughs> on the team. It's like it's Spike's turn. Oh, I mean, I the, the kid definitely. If he had his Twitter account, probably gained a ton. <laughs> Oh, he did gain a ton of followers, and then he also tweeted Kate Upton after the <laughs> game, like, "Hey, it was good to see you. You know, hope to you see you again sometime." So, like, that was a big deal apparently for like oh. a few hours. But I don't know. Well, no, I mean, then Michigan is getting a really good recruit at point guard uh, named Derek Walton. So, like, Spike's not going to be starting next year. He might start at the beginning of next year, but not for long. Like, this well, kid's pretty legit. Know nice to have that i think it's kind of a good problem to have yeah well that's that's true um but you know you do have you know the nba draft and you know players everywhere leaving like it's supposedly oh a pretty weak uh draft class so everyone's trying to take advantage of their positions obviously trey burke was going to go from michigan uh when you win all like all of the major player of the year awards Mm-hmm. And and then you it was a shock when he came back last year, so it was his time. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. He's a a junior, uh, mm-hmm. both name and class <laughs> level. Uh, he also decided to leave, but then uh, for Michigan, Mitch McGarry and Glenn Robinson the third both decided to stay today. So mm-hmm. they'll be back next year, and that'll help you get Nickstauskas and all the you know new blood coming in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Louisville. They 
don't really seem to have much of the NBA players, but they just had you know very good players for their roles. You know, oh, yeah. Patino, you know, made that system work, and they got the most out of their players. Well, like, I think they, you know, the, the one kid, uh, oh, what's his name? Gorgi Jang? Yes, just yeah. I probably the most improved player in the Big East this year mm-hmm. because the, he was not even close to that good last year. Right. No, absolutely. Um, but goodness, oh, what is this? Oh, they're just pointing out, you know, different things about Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's kind of a sucky second matchup. Anyway, um... You know, other players leaving, you know, you have Victor Oladipo from Indiana, who's going, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Ben McLemore is, is going to go from Kansas, if he hasn't already announced that already. Yeah, oh, and then the other kid from Indiana. Oh, that's right, Cody Zeller, too, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, kids like Vander Blue from Marquette, and, yeah. um, gosh, I'm just looking at all the different you know, names here. Oh, and then, like, the big surprise is that uh, for Kentucky... You have uh, Nerlens Noel, who they're projected yeah. to be the number one overall pick, and he tore his ACL in February. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we got to make the play here though. Who is the early favorite for next year's championship? Well, I was kind of thinking about it, and then like I had an idea in my head, and then I started looking at people that were leaving for the draft, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that completely. <laughs> screws up any of those ideas because i was like at first i was like i don't know why i even thought this at first i was like oh well you know michigan could get back there if they you know got on a run again and then i was like wait trey burke's not gonna come back yeah and so they'll i think they'll be good i don't think they'll they'll be yeah but i mean and then uh the other kid the junior Uh, Mm -hmm. and then i was like well so they'll be breaking in like a, a young talented guy and then they have the guy off the bench um but I mean, they they just, you know, it, it, they they ran into that problem. They just weren't as strong inside as some of the other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as long as you shoot well, you can kind of compensate a little bit. Um, so then I was like, Indiana I was like, no, they're you know, a couple, their best players are gone, right. obviously. Um, and then I was like. You know who's who's not like I was. I was thinking Big Ten. Like I was thinking, you know, there's got to be a team from there that. Um, and so I was like, it came down to, I'm thinking either Michigan State, because I was looking at the, uh, you know, I was looking at the draft and I was like, okay, well, who's leaving from there? Like who's leaving early from one, the draft? The one player that might go and hasn't decided yet is Adrian Payne, their big man. Yeah, and I was like, I was looking at like who they actually lost beside that, and I was like, well. That, that kind of stands out to me. Like I think that um, they're a possible team from the Big Ten that I think got to be an early favorite to, mm-hmm. you know, he probably win the conference and you know get back to the get to the Final Four, and then also Ohio State because it didn't seem like they were losing many people at all. I think Aaron Kraft might be gone. Yeah, but I mean, a, besides that, he's a big part. Um. No, I mean they're gonna they're gonna have a good team. I mean, yeah, they'll have a good recruiting class probably too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, and I was thinking, you know, um, Arizona's gonna be a lot better next year. They are gonna be really good, and they've got a really good recruiting class. Yes, commit. they do. Um, and they're probably gonna get like every call <laughs> because of what happened. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, the whole um, officiating yeah, thing. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta feel like they're definitely the favorites to win. Mm-hmm. Pac-12, which will probably put them in a good position, give them a good record. Um, um, we're talking you know the whole the whole championship. Yeah, well, I, yeah, no, I I just I definitely think that it's it's probably not going to be a team from the Big East. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of looking at the turnover. And, um, you know, I guess the Big East will be kind of a different conference next year, too. Um, which, I mean, that will probably open a few things up for other teams. But I, none of those teams really stand out to me. Um, I think North Carolina is going to be pretty good because they were playing really well at the end of the season and they have a really good recruiting class coming in. Yeah. Which seems to be a theme. Um, and, uh, let's see. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll take your script <laughs> from you. There we go. There we go. Memphis, I'll take your script for you. Don't sleep on Kentucky. I yeah, think I Kentucky mean, is going to be up. You have a ridiculous <laughs> class coming in for them. You know, <laughs> up on, you know, Fab Five levels of craziness. Um, don't sleep on Kentucky, even though they had a down year. Yeah, I mean, as long as, um, you know, because I, I think with Kentucky, um, you know, obviously they didn't make the tournament, but um, one thing that always helps them is having a very high seed in the tournament. Like, that's when they do well. Mm-hmm. And so, in other words, they have to just dominate their conference. Yep. Um, and so, I don't know. I didn't even look and see, like, what Florida's losing. Um but I, I kind of like I'm looking also at teams like like BYU and Memphis, I think mm. maybe. Um, as far as teams from you know those non BCS conferences, right? Uh, kind of leaning towards those. I don't know. Is Memphis in the I think Memphis will be pretty good. No, they're in Conference USA. I wasn't sure if they moved around or anything. I don't think um, so not yet. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like. Maybe like Arizona, Michigan State kind of mm. match, something like that. That'd be pretty good, yeah. And then I just, I just feel like Arizona's going to be so much better yeah. than they were this year. That's why I'm kind of leaning towards them. And I just feel like everything's kind of lining up that's going to be good for them. So. I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick with Kentucky. Like, um, that incoming class is going to be scary for them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the 10-yard line here, the NBA playoffs. Uh, the regular season just wrapped up yesterday for them. And uh, interesting first-round matchups. I mean, First of all, you had the Lakers, who you know were trying to hold on to that eighth seed. They win their last few games. They move up to seven. And then Houston drops down. But, and I was going to have this as a story, but we just kind of lump it in with the NBA here. Kobe Bryant going down with that Achilles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, tough to watch. When, you know, he's hardly bumped and just, you know, it collapses at his age. He's going to be 34, 35, and he's played for a long time. Um, yeah. he does, I know he doesn't want to go out like that. He's going to you know, battle hard and work hard to get back. But, you know, for the Lakers right now, and they're, they're playing decent basketball. But it's, it's tough when you lose, you know, one of the best players in the league. Yeah, I think that definitely hurts any shot at, like, a, a run. Mm-hmm. And for them, I mean, they, you could probably, you know, put up a fight at least. But I, I, I don't think it just takes away so much. Yeah. Um. Um. 
in the East, I mean, it really comes down to the simple question. You have you know Miami and Milwaukee in the first round at the one eight. Then you have the two seven with the Knicks and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. The three six with the Pacers and the Hawks. And then the four five with the Brooklyn Nets and the Chicago Bulls. I mean, simple question: in the East, like, can anyone stop Miami? Um, I think it'd make good TV if someone could. It um, would, but I don't really see anyone. Um, I just kind of feel like when they're on their A-, A game, and I feel like they probably will be for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really. I don't think there's anybody that can really stop them, and that's almost kind of applied to the whole NBA. But yeah, I mean that's that's really what's going to make the difference is if they can all play, if they can all stay healthy. Yeah, um, no, you know, yeah, if there's an injury, yeah. The Bulls and the Knicks have given them some trouble, but I yeah I think when it's playoff time and you know everything matters, I think they're going to you know turn it up a notch. I mean, especially you know LeBron last year in the yeah, finals. Yeah, I mean they had like, such like there were. They're winning all those games in a row and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, through the streak, yep. They, you got to think that, uh, you know, they didn't have to do that, but they, they, they tried really hard to, to kind of like make some history and, um, you know, obviously it didn't work out for them. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I think this is this is what this is what's important. Obviously, is this time of the year. So right. I think if I think if they could focus to like win that many games in a row in the regular season when it really didn't matter as much, I think that you're gonna probably see a different level. Yeah, yeah. I think the, I think it's you know Miami or bust in the in the East. Yeah, I, if yeah, anyone, I mean, yeah, if anyone gets if back they, there, if anyone else, the Knicks could get hot, which you know is it's a crazy thought. You know, the Knicks going deep in the playoffs, but. Yeah, either them or Chicago. Yeah, it, it's the thing that's tough with them is that, uh, I mean, you know, if LeBron's not having a good game, somebody else is. Right. Um, and he doesn't really even have to do that much sometimes. I mean, I, the thing that impresses me the most about him is his defense. He's just like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's gotten kind of better unfair. shooting threes, so. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't know. I'm hoping somebody will give them a game or something so they don't just kill everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Over in the West, the Thunder and the Rockets are the 1-8. Uh, then you do have the San Antonio Spurs and Los Angeles Lakers are the 2-7. Denver mm-hmm. Nuggets and the Golden State Warriors, the 3-6. You know, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, uh, you know that three-point record there for yeah. Golden State. And then the Los Angeles Clippers at the Memphis Grizzlies in the 4-5. You know, the Thunder are definitely the favorites, and it's going to be interesting. You know, James Harden with the Rockets, you know, going back to, you know, Oklahoma City, where he played last year, and all, all those stories. Yeah. Um, you know, people are going to keep an eye on the Lakers and the Spurs. Um, you know, can the Spurs continue that? I mean, Tim Duncan's having a great season despite his age. And then, yeah. You know, do they get Ginobili back? You know, Parker is also having a great year. Um, but, you know, the Spurs have only gone, you know, Deep, like finals deep, you know, only so often. Yeah, I mean they used to back. My team Lakers to watch is... out for is the Clippers. I don't know. I've got a feeling mm. about them. Um, you know, Chris Paul is, I think, you know, having an MVP type caliber season. I mean, it's mm. going to go to LeBron, but 
Yeah. I think he's having a great year. And then they're starting to play, you know, I think, pretty well. And, you know, they're kind of getting everything together. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's a West that's, you know, up in the air a little bit. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I kind of think that, like, you know, when I think about the Thunder, you know, we, we all can talk about one player. But I always, like, thought the thing that made them so much better was the Westbrook. Like, yeah. I just feel like he's like a like a mini monster. A little bit. <laughs> like, he's he's dynamic. That guy. Yeah. Um. And like I kind of feel like uh, you know, the the, the at least like the two of them, uh, like I still like them. I still think that they'll that they'll you know come out of the West. Um. I think so maybe they'll get like huh? yeah. When I think maybe they'll get like a, a game or two. Like, we'll, you know, we'll have to go to, like, a Game 7 or something. I think it's definitely going to be more difficult for them to get there than the Heat. So, so if you, we make the play here, who wins the Larry O'Brien Trophy for the NBA championship? You think it's the Heat? I, you know, I kind of just feel like, uh, you know, the way that they've dominated pretty much the whole season. Um, I, I, I Again, I feel like there's kind of a... Like another level to them that we're mm-hmm. probably gonna see here yeah. in playoffs. Um, I, I, you know, I, I hope somebody forces them to a game seven or something like that. I mean, um, they did, they oh. did make that promise, you know, not one, not two, not three, not four. <laughs> so <laughs> they might, they might be making their run here. I, don't know, I think, you know, even though. I'm going to just go on a limb and say the Clippers are going to surprise everyone, come out of the go. West. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have to sell against the Heat. They're going to win. I'd, yeah. They've been playing so well. And they've just been kind of coasting yeah, that's last bit of the season. Big. They've still got what? They've still got, like, I think, 63, 64 wins. They're, they're all, as long you know, they're all healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. All right, the five yard line here the NFL draft is a week away. They actually just came out with the schedules for next year. Um, I don't know if anything really jumps out at the schedule, though. I mean, I can't help but look at the Lions' schedule, and like that's relatively favorable. I mean, you got some tough matchups there at the end of the year. Um, do get to play Pittsburgh. That'll be interesting at mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Um, and Detroit gets another Monday Night Football game. It's yeah, in week 16, uh, hosting the Ravens. Yeah, but, so yeah. you'll know by then. <laughs> I mean, a couple of years ago when you know they got the first you know, Monday Night Football game in at least a decade, and it was against the Bears, and Javid Best had a great game, and now he's you know concussed and probably no longer going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was a crazy time here. I, I can attest to that. Uh, hey, maybe it'll be to knock the Ravens out of the playoffs. Yeah, and, and it's all—it's true. I mean, it's—it's it's always tough to judge, you know, a schedule like this in the beginning of the year because the teams always change. You no still have to go through I, the yeah, draft. No idea. No idea. <laughs> it does start with Baltimore at Denver, though, and it did make for one of the, the better playoff games. Oh you know, yeah. Last year, I think it'll be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, everybody's obviously in it to just see the quarterbacks. And stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I'm I'm gonna be more focused on the defenses because I think if either of those teams has a good defense this year, 
they're probably going to be very good. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, let's look at some of the best names for the draft, though. I mean, we, if we make the play here, who is selected number one overall, which was the question we had written down. And I think, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have the number one spot. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the early reports have been that they are going to take Luke Juckel mm-hmm. out of uh, Texas A&M, the left tackle. And that, that's a good pick. you got to, you know, start on the offensive line and build that up, build them in the trenches. Yeah. Um, Mel Kuyper's had some crazy things, though. Like He thinks in his mock draft that the Lions, who are at five, mm-hmm. are going to trade up to the number one spot to get D. Milner, the cornerback from Alabama. Like, no. You're getting old. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. Although I'll, I'll tell you, what's sports, their situation at defensive back? Uh, well, they need they need defensive help, especially at yeah, you know defensive back. But I don't think it'll be that they reach and trade up. If anything, I think they're going to trade down. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of depth in this draft. I think like the top players, I don't think stand out as much as in previous years. And then you look deep in that you know first round, and like no. you're, you're still getting. Yeah, I think you're. Here. I think you're leading towards. I mean, obviously, you know, I guess you could toss defensive backs in his skill players but like i kind of always thought that you know skill players you know when you say that you're thinking of like wide receivers or right, backs, offensive backs, that kind of stuff i i'm thinking like there's there's a lot of solid players but there's not as many star offensive players yeah that's that true. stand out a lot i mean i think you'll be able to get you'll be able to get a really good off you know solid offensive player in the third round um Compared to, you know, if you need, if you, I mean, if you need an offensive tackle or if you need defensive tackle or whatever, you probably want to trade up to get them because they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of really good linemen this year. No, there definitely are. Although, I'll tell you what, uh, they had Tavon Austin come in, you know, to the Lions and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a talk on the sports radio here that. You know, what if they no, trade down? What, what if they get Tavon Austin? And then there's you know sports hosts and they're taking bets like you know the Lions will not draft Tavon Austin. No. They're taking bets like drinking beers out of shoes and no, they all this kind of thing. They need to focus on their needs. Um, but the Lions have never thought about needs. They think best players. <laughs> well, no, I know. I remember the like all the wide receivers, all yeah. the wide receivers, <laughs> all the wide receivers. <laughs> Um, I mean, hey, you know, at least they got one. They it did, turned they out really one. well for they them. So. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I really, you know, I, hey, I've watched the kid play mm-hmm. a lot, and um, you know, he's really good. He's really, really good. But I, I don't really think you need to trade up to get him. I feel like if you're no, they're gonna trade trade down if anything. He's in. Like, oh no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that that's the thing. Like, I feel like if somebody wants him, like that's you know up higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I feel like they really don't even need to go. You know, I don't, I don't really even see him going like fifteen or something like that. I think that you could probably get him in the twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I feel like I'm I'm trying to look at. Then again, somebody is going to like prove everybody wrong and. Take him very, very cough. High. The Raiders cough. Yes, they're just going to. I mean, and they're. It, I feel like it, 
sometimes it's just like to get the fans excited more than anything because mm-hmm. obviously they could go, you know, trade for a wide receiver somewhere. They could go sign a wide receiver somewhere. There's plenty of wide receivers out there, but they want like that one or whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, this is going to get people to come to the games. So I feel like it, more than anything, that can't be the coach's call. That can't, like, it cannot even, like, how could you be a coach and say that if you really need linemen and you go out and you get, like, a quarterback, even though you have three on your roster or something in the first round, like, that's obviously, like, a general manager's call. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's, like, being told, no, you got to go get him, blah, blah, yeah. blah. He's going to be gone. And then that guy, nobody would have taken him. I don't know. Um, I honestly like. I have no idea. I I think the Steelers need wide receivers. I don't really know. Yeah, what I was just gonna ask. Like, what's the so, the thought there? I, I they what they've always done, and they've always done very well in the draft. I think they always graded out really well because they focus on what they actually need. They rarely ever take anything they don't need high. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're always seems like they're always taking linebackers. In linemen in the first couple rounds. Yeah. Um, they really lucked out with Heath Miller, I think. Yeah. Because um, I remember watching him play. We, we played against him uh, at Virginia. And I was like, man, if somebody, somebody, whoever gets him is getting somebody because the guy's a monster. Um, and so I, like, I feel like that, you know, they, they luck out a lot of times with where they pick people in particular. And I think it has more to do with kind of what the teams around them are doing. Mm-hmm. I think if you can kind of react to what the teams around you are doing, then you're going to probably do pretty well in the draft. If you're not even paying attention to that, then you're going to lose a lot of the players that you want. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like, who's going to be the guy. I mean, is it going to be Matt Teo? Who's going to be the one guy that they're like talking about the whole time and, as like, I was saying, oh, I was, he's dropping. He's dropping. I was gonna throw out the question to you: Pick a team. Where does Manti Teo end up? I know it's crazy. You can't really predict it. It's the draft. I mean, that's almost what makes it fun. But oh well, no, because I mean, does... usually, usually it's a quarterback that they're talking to. Like they're like, oh, well, this guy dropped to the fourth round. We all thought he was gonna go in the first yeah. round. Blah, blah blah. And like, it's like they're trying to make you feel bad for them. And I'm like, they're still gonna be making a lot of money. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. They're gonna get drafted. Like. But I think it's going to be him that they're going to be talking about. Oh, sure. Of course. I don't know. I'm I'm sure. First, I want to kind of think about where. Where is this guy going to go? Because. That's true. um, You know, he. Considering Notre Dame's schedule, I think, like, that's the thing I look at first. They played a really good schedule. Mm. Like. I mean, they they usually the way that they make their schedules, they play pretty good schedules. Um, so they they went up against good talent. Obviously, Alabama, you know, just ran over them. Well, and that, and but, if you leave the whole catfishing, like he was, you know, having a heavy heavy burden and all that. So oh, was that yeah. Too? But um, I'm so so I think that that helped him. You know, playing against that kind of talent it really helped him help people scout him a lot better. Um, and I didn't even really pay attention to what he did at the combine. He wasn't that fast. He had no. a pretty slow time, but I mean, okay. overall, uh, let me throw a team out too because I think the New England Patriots always seem to get these kind of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, character issues aside, like they'll work on them. They'll you know turn them around, even if there are any character issues. Oh yeah, I'll I'll throw out the Patriots that 
that's where Manti Teo ends up. See, I was kind of thinking uh, leaning towards someone who just really needs linebackers. Uh, like, really needs a linebacker. Because I feel like um, the kid's definitely big enough to already be playing in the NFL. They need a linebacker. They should get Jarvis Jones. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, like, oh, well, you know, we need another linebacker. We're sitting here in the third, fourth round oh, or whatever. Yeah, well. He's, a, he's there, you know. There's better players on the board, but he's there, and we need one. I kind of feel like that. If he falls that, that far, absolutely. I feel like that's a situation where he'd get picked up by, like, a really good team that just needs another linebacker. I think that'd be a good situation where he wouldn't have to play right away. Yeah, I don't think he falls later in the second round, though, so. Um, okay, I, I'm thinking, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a really bad defense. Um, I'm thinking maybe, like... The Bills? No, I, I'm I'm thinking kind of like uh, Miami. Okay. Miami's not a bad choice. Yeah. You're almost like a junior Seau thing kind of going there. Yeah. A little bit. Sure. End of his career, but you know, he was mostly Charger. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Anyway. With the Morgan behind him. Now, let yeah. me throw out another name, too. Uh, last one, I'll, I'll do this for you, but I got to ask you about Geno Smith. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I, I know that, um, he talked to almost every, I think maybe there were only like two or three teams he didn't talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, uh, I think all the stuff he kind of did after, you know, playing really bad in that last bowl game, I've kind of helped his stock a good bit mm-hmm. because I think after that, you know, a lot of people, dropped him out of the first round or whatever i think he could still get in there um i i I think there are plenty of teams that want a quarterback and i I think what helps him more than anything is the success of these quarterbacks that have come out recently oh definitely um who have picked things up really i think if it the one thing that you could probably do with him is uh work in some some of the stuff that he's used to besides like you know whatever your regular system is on offense um, mm-hmm. so i you know i i think what's tough is i don't really know who needs a quarterback oh. that's a good point this one um he could even just be picked as a backup you know to be yeah i i, I mean i i have a feeling that if he goes higher he's going to go to a pretty uh bad team by comparison like mm-hmm. if you at least last year's records um but uh yeah i mean i think probably the better situation for him would be to be a backup on a team that's kind of more solid already built right um but i really don't think that's gonna happen i think that uh just i think what helps him more than anything is the lack of depth of quarterback in the draft this year mm-hmm um, you know, you've got, you've got, I mean, you've got a decent amount of guys, but you don't have anybody who's just so much graded so much higher overall. Right. So, um, I, the other thing that really helps him is he was the fastest quarterback at the, uh, combine. Yeah. Well, he was. And I think, uh, you know, I think 
teams don't really like a lot of teams aren't really looking to um, take a quarterback and make them into like an athlete kind of player, something like that. I think he's going to be a quarterback. I don't think somebody's going to try and make him into something else because mm-hmm. um, I think he was kind of. I think he was just kind of too successful to for that to happen. Like. Even, uh, I mean, you look at a lot of the quarterbacks that have won Heisman's and stuff like that, and they, uh, most of the time, I, I, I can't even really think, like, of anybody who, um, or at least was in that kind of discussion that got moved to a different position. Um, I don't, I mean, you've had, like, a few, like, a bigger guy, like, who was it, who was the kid at Penn State that got moved to running back? Oh, Michael Robinson, Robinson. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what did they do? What did they do with, um, Michael Vick's brother? They moved to like wide receiver. Oh yeah. Um, Marcus Vick and he went to Miami. Yeah. Um, what about, what do you think about Denard Robinson? Denard Robinson. Well, I mean, he's going to go as a wide receiver, uh, mm-hmm. probably more as a slot. I mean, he could return punts, but I don't really see that happening. Um, if I had to pick a team, I'll throw Cleveland out there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like third round, something like that. They kind of... Uh, do they have Josh Cribbs still there? A compliment would be nice to him, if not, you know, a replacement. Um, I'll, I'll give my boy Tony some some shout out there and say... teams <laughs> are so much more open to uh, different formations now. Yeah. More than anything, I think he could see time at quarterback. Possible. Because, if anything, have a package for him. I just can't throw the ball like he threw the opening pitch at the Tigers game a couple weeks ago. That was really <laughs> what bad. Happened? It was really what bad. Happened? You think that like, those athletes would th- like have some sort of practice? Did he? I thought he played baseball in high school. I don't think so. Did he not? No. I mean, clearly throwing a football is different than throwing a baseball. But give some warm-up tosses before you go out there. You're an athlete. You know this. you got to warm up. Yeah. You can't go out there cold. I'm glad it wasn't like the Cincinnati mayor. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the classic one. I was going to say, well, at least hasn't everybody played softball in their life? Like, you could at least throw it like that. Like That's wimpy, though. The <laughs> underhanded? <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't do that. I don't know. I mean, he he could go anywhere. Really. I mean, I'll just I'll just say Cleveland. Why not? Yeah, I, I think that they'd be. I think that'd be a team that'd be more open to playing him at quarterback. Mm-hmm. At least have a package for him or something. Definitely. We'll see. It's going to be a fun one. I always enjoy you know catching the draft and all that. And when they like, how the many first days is it now? Well, now they start Thursday night in prime time with at first least round. just the first round, and then they do a couple the next night, and then they you know. Go through on the weekend. Like it used to be a big Saturday Sunday deal. Yeah, I remember that. Not anymore. Like you could come back in and be like, "Oh yeah, they got another good one." <laughs> I'm excited though. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as our booth preview, where we have you know upcoming games and events to watch for. I mean, just the last little bit of the NHL season. That's that's going to be really great to see. Uh, the Red Wings are two points back. Yeah. Uh, from Columbus, who's in the eighth spot. The wings are kind of crashing a bit, and uh, that's like a 
2021 season playoff streak that might go with snappity do. Holy cow. So, I mean, it's tough when you lose Nick Lidstrom and, and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. they, they've got some, some fun to do. Let's, I got to see the standings here and you know see how many games are left. Well, I mean, it's tough because it's, you know, the half season too. So that's also part yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I, I I wish I would have had time to go to a Penguins game. Really. Yeah, Chicago with that record though, thirty three five and four, seventy points. I, normally, like a hundred points is a really good season in the NHL, and like there is half a season, not even maybe, Jeez. and you get to seventy points. That's incredible. Um, yeah, a lot of teams have already started to to lock those up and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an interesting little run there. I mean, I think it's only about a week or so left. So, yeah. there's that. Uh, you know, baseball is you know very early, very very early. But you have some teams that are on hot streaks here. You know, Oakland's starting pretty well, eleven and or sorry, twelve and four. But the Braves are the big story. Atlanta's at twelve and two right now. They were eleven mm-hmm. and one, and that's very very good. The Rockies at eleven and four, a surprise, and the biggest surprise I think so far is. The Los Angeles Angels at four and ten right now. Ugh. I mean that's that was not expected. How are the um, Capitals doing? Oh, I mean back to hockey. No, I mean the, what are they saying? The Senators. <laughs> you mean the Washington Nationals? Yes, I can't name like three different teams. <laughs> I was the Senators. I'm getting my be, sports mixed up again. The Senators used to be a baseball team long time ago. The Nationals are at nine and six, so they're three and a half games back. I mean, it's a long season to go. I think they're still, yeah. gonna, they're going to pull it together. But yeah, Atlanta's some competition in that NL East. That's for sure. Hmm. And uh, yeah, Boston at uh, ten and four right now as well. But the Yankees are at eight and five, and for that tough start of the season that they had, they've really turned it around. Although Derek Jeter is not going to come back until after the All Star break. Oh, they found another chip in his ankle, so wow, that kind of sets him back. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be big. You know, NBA playoffs, soon NHL playoffs, and I gotta say, I do like having baseball back on TV, even if I can't tune into a whole game and my patience won't have at it. Or even if it's just to you know turn on a game and you know fall asleep to it at night. Yeah, it's good to have baseball back. I I enjoy it. Yeah, well, the one thing I was gonna say about the NBA is like you know we thought we were finally rid of Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh man, he comes come back and it's it's just totally. I was like, wait, wait, wait. What they need to do is they need to put Alec Baldwin on that NBA. <laughs> That's true, but Alec Baldwin is apparently going to be taking Carson Daly's spot at the uh, that really late night show that he's got last really? call. Oh, because he's that's the rumor that's going around right now. Because they're going to do like the reshuffling of you know NBC talk show hosts. I mean, like spring 2014, but it's going to be Jimmy Fallon going on the Tonight Show, and then Seth Meyers rumored rumor to report or on a late night really? taking Jimmy Fallon's spot. Wow. And then I think uh, Alec Baldwin's going to be taking over Last Call with Carson Daly. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, no one watches that show anyway, but I'd watch it if it's Alec Baldwin hosting like, something. Screw, screw conference realignment. This is what's important. Seriously. <laughs> talk Late about this stuff all day. Shows. As long as Conan doesn't move. Conan, oh, Conan's my again. favorite. 
<laughs> Make it. Uh, how many skits would come out of that, though? Uh, that'd be something. I'll tell you. Well, but, well, wait, wait. Something sports related. Conan O'Brien had a. Didn't he have like yes, a? Did. Like a school, a university. Yeah, like Conan State Online. University. <laughs> so, and it, it reminds us of those commercials where everyone's like, "We're in." Oh yeah, yeah, the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. Hey, there were some. You know, one thing that I uh, to look back on the NCAA tournament this year, commercials were mm-hmm. a lot better. Oh yeah. I mean, I kind of got tired of Alec Baldwin after a while, but um, it's it's a hot dog thing, dude. To keep it warm in my jacket. You want to touch yeah, my chest? What's up with that voice? Like, no. <laughs> Uh, oh. uh, but I also like the AT&T with the basketball players, the NBA yes. legends sitting around the table, Magic Larry, Bill Russell, and uh, who's the other one? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, that's right. Yes, Kareem. Yep. They they had that. They even had a setup one with the kids, and then they switched it, where they did the high fives with the kids, and then yeah. switched it. <laughs> uh, this all high fives. Oh. I just looked at the fast break, like, well, in Larry's case, it might be. <laughs> no, it might not be. Yeah. Um, it's like I don't have feelings. What was... It was Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah, where they expand it, the tournament. Like, we wish we wish the tournament were, you know, bigger. I, I was trying to figure out what some of those th- teams were. Hmm. Um, Probably the, not real teams. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, the guys with the paper bags on their heads that said, like, one in... Oh yeah. Whatever the record. <laughs> and those nerds. Oh jeez. It was great. Props. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a good couple weeks in sports. Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing you know, seeing it all, and then reporting it back to you guys and mm-hmm. giving you our opinions. You know, yeah. for those that you know, tune in and listen. Uh. Joel, you'll find out it's, it's, it feels good to be 25. You're kind of in that halfway yeah. space between 20 and 30. The space between. There you go. <laughs> well, anyway, with that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Take care. <laughs>